Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. It's at this time of year that medical centres start posting advertisements for the flu vaccination. As we head into winter, the months from March to May are the time to get the shot. But many parents are still unsure about whether or not to get their children vaccinated. After all, no one likes needles, especially children. But given the current state of the world and the uncertainty over the future of the coronavirus pandemic, should parents reconsider? Amy Evans is a pharmacist with Terry White Chemmart in Rouse Hill. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, the current flu vaccination doesn't actually protect against COVID-19. So why is this message coming out now about parents? Like it's sort of conflated with Mm COVID-19 in a way, saying you should get your kids vaccinated. Yeah, look, influenza is a highly contagious disease that causes some very serious um, symptoms. Um, Children are very much at risk, as are pregnant women and people aged 65 years and older. But if we focus in on children, the symptoms can be quite severe and can last for seven days or more. Um, Some children require hospitalisation for their symptoms and the complications of influenza can be very serious and can cause some respiratory distress and pneumonia. And unfortunately, some children die as a result of an influenza. So it's, it's ever more important now than it ever has been to make every effort to get your children vaccinated to ensure that they have the best protection possible against what's going to be what we think is going to be quite a busy flu season. And so by busy, are you thinking it's going to be busy because of COVID-19 and the symptoms are so similar or is it looking like a bad flu season anyway? Last year, we saw over a 400% increase in the recorded and documented cases of influenza. That's very significant. So if we were to take those numbers and repeat that this year again, and then add the unknown of COVID-19 to it, then we are in for a very busy season. And that's without even factoring in any increase in the incidence of influenza itself. Unfortunately, the uptake in vaccination for children is very low. So not much more than 50% of children are vaccinated against influenza. Um, And we still had over 900 people die from influenza last year. So it's really more important now than it ever has been to consider if you haven't had your children vaccinated before, what are the barriers to having them vaccinated? Are you concerned that it's going to hurt them? Um, Are you concerned that they may suffer some side effects? Are you not sure when to vaccinate? Are you not sure if your child's at risk? And if you have any barriers or concerns that you reach out to your local pharmacist and have a really open discussion with them, reach out to your GP to air those concerns and have those concerns put to rest if it's possible. I want to go on to those barriers as well that people might have to getting the vaccination. But before we do, is it possible for someone to get influenza and the coronavirus? We believe from the information that we have seen come from overseas and the data that is tracking that there have been some cases of having influenza and coronavirus concurrently. So if there is any way to eliminate one of those from what is otherwise a very unpleasant and unfortunate situation, I think we should take every step possible 
to ensure that we take one of those risks away, and especially from our children. They are much more at risk than a fit, healthy, robust 40-something-year-old adult. You know, our little people, and especially those under five years old, are very much at risk. And infants who are under six months of old actually can't be vaccinated against influenza. So I have to stress the importance of not just vaccinating your children, but making sure that everyone in your family is vaccinated. As a mother, if you're going to be in the best position possible to care for your children should they become sick, it's really important that you're vaccinated. If you have a partner or a husband at home, have them vaccinated. If there's grandma and grandpa in the scene providing care, nana and poppy, make sure that they're vaccinated as well and have a discussion with everyone about having a vaccination because particularly for infants who are under six months of age, the only protection they have is the herd immunity that we provide around them from all of the adults involved in their care. Now, I, my family and I, we get vaccinated every year and that was mm-hmm. through speaking with professionals like yourself. What I've come across when I speak to people about the flu vaccine, let's start with my husband. Let's start <laughs> close to home. Yes. Uh, the first year we got it, he said, well, I still got sick anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't do anything. I still got sick. Yeah. What's your response to that? My response to that is that if you still got sick even though you had an influenza vaccination, then I want you to imagine how sick you would have gotten if you didn't have it. The influenza vaccination will allow your body to build antibodies to the four most common or most severe strains of influenza currently at play. Your body will have its best army ready to fight should you be confronted with influenza, whether it be a type A strain or a type B strain. And we, in an ideal world, hope that you don't experience any symptoms. That's the perfect outcome. But if you were to experience symptoms of influenza, even though you've had the vaccine, we would hope that they are less severe, that they don't last for as long, and they're not as debilitating, and that they certainly don't go on to lead to further complications and secondary infections. Another thing that I hear often is, well, if we get vaccinated, then our children won't develop an immunity to the disease. The idea being that like measles or chickenpox or whatever, again, not a great example, but if you get them, then you've got greater immunity to the disease itself. I would argue that there's not a great deal of evidence to support that. The evidence really exists around continually having an annual vaccination. The vaccinations that are provided change every year. Wonderful Australian scientists change those vaccinations every year and change the strains in those vaccinations to ensure that they are the most current strains prevalent. And the current influenza vaccination for this year, the strains have changed again and they do reflect Um, how bad the season was last year and and they do have a current 2019 strain in them and that is going to give you your best possible protection. Whilst I don't dispute, if you have had influenza 10 or 15 years ago, there is some immunity there. The influenza virus is very clever and it is changing year upon year. So just because you've had influenza 10 or 15 years ago, doesn't necessarily mean that you have the best protection possible for the influenza that may face us this year. What about side effects? People often worry that they'll get the shot and then they'll get sick straight away. 
If you do get the influenza vaccination and, you know, 12 or 24 hours later you come down with, you know, severe influenza symptoms, you know, the, the full the full gamut of symptoms, fever, aches, pains, coughs, shakes, chills, then unfortunately it means that you were infected with influenza before you actually had your influenza vaccination. Sad, yes. Unfortunate, yes. But it does happen. There is a question on your paperwork when you are vaccinated that asks you whether or not you are feeling well on the day of your vaccination. And if you are not feeling well, if you are feeling under the weather or feeling like you're coming down with something, then is not the time to have your influenza vaccination. So it is unfortunate. The side effects that we may experience after having an influenza vaccination is we may experience a headache. We may get a very mild fever. We may get some mild aches and body pains. But any of those symptoms should be able to be alleviated with paracetamol, be that in a child or in an adult. There can be some localised pain at the injection site, some tenderness, a little bit of bruising, sometimes a little bit of redness. That's very normal. And it should go away within a couple of days. It, it shouldn't last for too long. Now, speaking as a parent of children who really don't like getting needles uh, and are quite cross with me every time I make them do it. Now they've had their usual run of vaccinations. Yep. Um, you know, when you take your child somewhere, I remember taking them to somewhere like Douglas, Maine, what, the places where they take yep. the blood. Yep. And they were so lovely with the kids and so experienced with the kids. Yes. What are pharmacists like with kids? <laughs> I mean, you're a mum, so I'm sure you're great. But how do you know when you go to a pharmacy that... They're going to not just jab it in their arm. and Yeah. Look, we see kids every day. We talk to mums and dads and families and children as a regular part of our work. So vaccinating children from the age of 10 years and up now in pharmacy is, is not that great of a stretch nor an extension. Pharmacists are very well trained and are always being up to date on their knowledge and in particular pharmacists who are accredited vaccination pharmacists because not all pharmacists are so it's important to ensure when you're visiting your local pharmacy that they have an accredited vaccination pharmacist on staff and feel quite comfortable with asking your local vaccination pharmacist if they're comfortable vaccinating children but I know that all pharmacists within the Terry White Kmart network are really keen to increase that vaccination percentage for children from 10 years and up. Um, but keep and in mind, if 10? you have a child who's under 10 years of age, you are going to need to go and see your GP. Children between the ages of six months and just under five years old do qualify for their influenza vaccination on the National Immunisation Program, which means that they get it for free. Children who are five years to just under 10 still need to visit a GP surgery to get their vaccination, but there is still a fee associated with that, albeit it's not very much. However, there are a couple of family clinic days being offered in Terry White Kenmark pharmacies around Australia this year, where you can bring your whole family in and a vaccination nurse is able to vaccinate your whole family from the age of six months and up. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so you can bring mum, dad, baby, two children in. You need to book into that. It's called a family clinic day, and you can come in and everyone can be vaccinated there and then in the one go to make it nice and convenient. Wow. Yeah. And so you'd book through the website maybe? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. You need to go to Terry White Kenmark 
forward slash flu, you can go to the Go Bookings page, uh, choose your local Terry White Care Mart Pharmacy and look for their family clinic days. If you're having any difficulties finding that, call your local Terry White Care Mart and make sure that you get on that family clinic day list if you've got a mixture of different age children. Even if you're just struggling with barriers of organising the whole family, send your husband in on his own. That's fine. We'll hold his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you come in with your, with your little ones while the others are at school. We'll do the little ones on family clinic day. And then if you've got kids from the age of 10 years and up, we'll do them on another day. Now, I, we tend to get ours done at the GP, but every time I call, they say, oh, it's coming in mid-April. Yeah. Um, why would pharmacists have it before GPs? Um, so GPs will get their allocation from the Australian government via wholesalers based on allocations related to the number of people that they're anticipated to vaccinate under the national immunisation programs. So those supplies are typically released in mid-April. However, the Terry White Chemmark Group has been able to secure an earlier supply of the current 2020 influenza vaccination and that actually dropped into stores last Friday. So we have already begun vaccinating some people who feel they are at high risk and who feel that they need to be vaccinated early in the season. And and yes, I was going to ask that question. I know that March to May, the op- optimal times yes. to do it. Yeah. Um, what would make you encourage people to come in earlier in that period? Uh, so somebody who is at the moment, the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation has indicated that anyone who was travelling to the Northern Hemisphere and who is going to be travelling imminently should should make every endeavour to get their influenza vaccination done sooner rather than later. I would encourage anyone who sits in a particularly high-risk group, um, so for this audience, certainly pregnant women. If you are pregnant, it's something to discuss with your obstetrician and your GP about what the optimal time for vaccination is. But, for example, if you are seven months pregnant now and you're due to deliver soon, I would be encouraging you to get your influenza vaccination sooner rather than later. We want to make sure that your unborn child uh, has protection on board as soon as possible and that mum has as much protection as possible. And there are some instances where pregnant women will be recommended to actually receive two influenza vaccinations during their nine-month period of gestation. For example, if you had a vaccination last September, very late in the season, and you were in the early stages of pregnancy, and perhaps now you're a bit heavier and you're much further along, then we will be recommending that you have the 2020 influenza vaccine to make sure that you have the most current influenza vaccination on board prior to bringing Bubby into the world. With um, vaccinations, you know, we, we know with our kids that you will have one and then another and mm-hmm. at different points of their life until they are actually immune for a certain period. Mm-hmm. How long does that immunity last with the um, flu vaccine? We have optimal coverage for about three to four months. Then it may progressively decline after that four-month period. Everyone's DNA and biology is a bit different. So for some of us, we get a longer period of immunity and protection than others. But currently, the Australian Technical Advisory Group has indicated that your best protection is going to last for three to four months after you've had that influenza vaccination. It's important to point out that after you do have your vaccination, it takes about two weeks for full immunity to be on board. And then we're looking at about 
you know, three to four months, ideally four months after that vaccination. And that sees you through the winter period, which tends to be the worst? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's so many interesting questions. Well, um, is there anything you'd like to add, Amy, that I may have left out? Look, I'd just really like to stress the importance of um, vaccinating your children against influenza on an annual basis. Keep in mind and and just plan for if it is your child's very first influenza vaccination. So if after hearing this you decide that you're going to go and get your children vaccinated, that the first year that they are vaccinated, they will need two vaccinations. And those vaccinations will need to be one month apart. Okay, That will provide them with the full immunity if it's their very first year getting vaccinated. For every uh, year after that, that you have them vaccinated, it is just the one vaccine for the current strain. So if they've not been vaccinated before, make sure you're putting two dates in your diary at about four weeks apart so that you're not caught unawares. And may I suggest as a parent who has made this mistake, (laughs) start with small rewards. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, don't promise a pony. (laughs) I got so carried away. We had like toys and and I was looking at them going, you would have been fine with a jelly bean. Yeah, I give mine books. Yeah, well, that's Yeah, Yeah, so we go and buy the book beforehand. So we have it. They can look at it. It's tangible. They can look at it. They know it's there. I make sure it's one they really want. But only when that vaccine is done do they get the book. Oh, you're so (laughs) smart. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming in. You're very welcome. That's Amy Evans. She's a pharmacist with Terry White, Kemmart, Rouse Hill. And we'll put links to that booking form she mentioned in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch... Email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.